Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Welcome to Chinatown. Sawadee JJ. Thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> yes, because you're on YouTube. You have a talk type patty. That's how I found you anyway. Thai talk with Patty, yes. Thai talk with Patty. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> All good, yeah. I've got a YouTube channel called Thai Talk with Patty. Started it a little bit over a year ago. Um, and I do it a little bit on the weekends and whilst maintaining a full-time job at the same time. So it's pretty busy, but I wouldn't... I don't regret a single moment of it. Don't want it any other way. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's really entertaining because you pretty much do box pop. You walk around like around Sydney as well as Cabramatta and just find people who, like white guys who speak really good Thai <laughs> <laughs> and then surprise a lot of Thai people, people. with the language. Yeah, so I do like there's lots of different styles of videos I do. Do kind of the more interview, the more in-depth analysis mm. of different issues and talk to Thai people and get their opinions on it. And also Aussies as well about mm. different topics. And then you kind of got some of the prank videos I do. Um, probably secretly more for the views than anything to be honest i won't Shot lie about that there yeah, exactly <laughs> they're the most entertaining ones. yeah unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately that's the sad reality but um and then also a little bit of stuff at home and just kind of my own analysis of different issues as well yeah all right well before we dig into your asian-ish heritage and yeah. how you started this awesome media startup yeah. well, i'm gonna ease you in on a fast five so that all the listeners can get to know you a little bit better let's do it all right obvious question favorite beer Favorite beer? Obvious? Actually, not really. Probably my favorite is Asahi. Asahi? Yeah, and here yeah. I, am. I bought you Chang beer. Lo- <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. I do also love Chang. To be honest, my, my motto is no beer is a bad beer. Some are just a little bit better than others. All right. How do you say cheers in... um? Chonggyeo. Chonggyeo. All Chonggyeo. right, Chonggyeo. Well, have a sip. Yeah, kampai, kampai. Kampai Chonggyeo. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll, we'll drink, we're going to drink uh, Chang beer. Cause, yeah, I think, yeah, because we've both been beach in Thailand before. And it's the it's the national drink, right? Yeah, yeah, beer. yeah. And uh, Chang, Chang Chang is the national, uh, it means elephant. It's the national animal of Thailand as well. And here I am giving the Chinese accent. Chang. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what most Aussies say as well, to be honest. <laughs> Excellent. So now tell me, what's your favourite sport or sporting team? Uh, favourite sport is rugby. Our favourite sporting team is the Newcastle Knights, the rugby league team. Are you from Newcastle? I'm not originally oh, from Newcastle. Right. Just when I grew up, I kind of learned to love them. And since then, they've done nothing but give me heartache. So <laughs> tough team to, to follow, to be honest. Tough team to follow, but yeah. Time to swap teams. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, then. What's the best dish you can actually dish up? Oh, best dish that I can dish up. I'm not actually much of a cook, if I'm if I'm perfectly honest. So no but cooking I, show on Thai Oh, talk, no. There will be no, t- especially no Thai cooking shows, because that would be an absolute disgrace. But uh, probably <laughs> just like, I actually don't do bad, like, like a nachos and like a nice, like, um... A couple of like dips and stuff like that, and I'll make. Goes very well with beer. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy. If I'm having lots of people over and I want to cook something, I'll do that. Yeah, Excellent. pretty simple. All right. So then, obviously, if you don't cook, then do you have your favorite a Thai comfort food? I have my favorite Thai dish. My favorite Thai dish is a northern Thai dish called khao soi, and it's like a crispy curry noodle dish. Oh, do like, explain. I've never I heard mean, of this one. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's it's very niche. Like you wouldn't probably get it on your normal, typical kind of travels around Thailand. You have to go to the north. Um, it's probably more inspired by like Laotian cuisine, oh, um, and it, it's quite rich. Um, but it's like crunchy and soft noodles. Um, I guess like comparable with like some kind of 
curry noodle dish. Okay. Maybe. So is, is it more like a green curry or a yellow curry? Mm, or? It's n neither. I guess okay. I'd c closer to a yellow curry. To a yellow curry. But it's it's lovely. Yeah, definitely. There is some a couple of places down here that sell them. Your, your normal suburban mm. Thai restaurant in Australia, you cannot get it. But there are some around the city here in some really authentic Thai restaurants that you can get it. And it's bloody awesome. Oh, right. Uh, do you yeah. happen to know them by name? Uh, or, uh, we'll where, where can I name. think of the head? Yeah, far, get back to me on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, do, uh, we'll do Patty's top five Thai places. Yeah. order. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Excellent. And then what is your favorite Thai word? My favorite Thai word is the word uh, sod chun, which means refreshing. Refreshing. It means like, even if, like, so if I drink this beer and like, it's been a hard, it's been like a tough day. It's like, so chun, like it's refreshing. Is that what a lot of Thai people would say? Uh, yeah, like it's a pretty niche vocabulary. Like it wouldn't be in the top, like a thousand words you probably yeah. would learn. But once you kind of get into enough conversations, you'll hear it. Like on a hot day, if someone jumps in the water or, or, mm. or if someone dunks some water on their head or some rain comes or something, it's like, oh, that's refreshing. Or that wind is refreshing. Doesn't Thailand have like a, um, a water festival or something? Yeah, it's called Songkran. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very strange but hectic <laughs> festival. Um, it's Yeah, it's the water festival. So they just have these massive water fights. It's supposed to symbolize some kind of uh, purification and like oh, new okay. life. Um, that's from my very, very... Uh, amateur knowledge of it, but it's something to do with like rebirth and like the start of a new year because yeah. it's the start of the new year. It, okay. it symbolizes the start of the new year. And you've experienced this. Oh, festival. it's so fun! It's so fun. It's like in the, the hottest time possible uh, in, oh, wow. in Thailand, like forty degrees type of thing, stinking hot, super humid, and everyone's just. It's just a break time where everyone's just having a massive water fight. So, so do they bring out the buckets or buckets? Hose they've or... got uh, like it's like anything that they can get their hands on. They've got massive super soakers. They've got hoses. They've water got balloons. Water balloons. Oh they've got God. buckets. And you can just like walk, like when I first encountered, I just like kind of walked out from where I was living and there were just kids with water balloons and they just, one just <laughs> landed on me straight away. I was like, fire out. It's on. It is on. <laughs> I don't care how young you are. I'm going to smash you right now. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> you see, in China, kids play with fireworks. In Thailand, they play with water balloons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell you what, there's also some fireworks there as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exclusive to China. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Asia's favorite sport. Exactly. Ah, we, we can throw some firecrackers at people. <laughs> And so this is perfect because then I guess you're sort of Thai-ish Asian in a way. How did this fascination all start? Yeah, I mean, I'm still like inherently very Australian, mm -hmm. right? Like I just have this appreciation for like Thailand. And then I think that's extended to like large parts of Asia and just the world generally. I guess there's this passion to seek mm. uh, the unknown and to go outside my comfort zone. But yeah, it all started in Thailand because... I was given the opportunity to go and teach English there, just like a kind of a random small connection that I had through high school. And uh, at the time, I wasn't really that keen or didn't know what I wanted to study or do mm. with myself in regards to university. So I was just like, screw it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> why not? Yeah, I was just like, why not? Let's do it. But you didn't study Thai at uh, school, did you? No, nah, I yeah. literally knew nothing about thailand like okay. i didn't even really like thai food before well, i went to young, thailand yeah like when i was younger like my family because my family my, my brother and my mum loves thai food so they would order in thai food and i'd be like oh 
Not Thai again. Not green curry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, not mussman. Oh, no. yeah, pad Thai. Yeah. So I pretty much knew nothing. I couldn't say Sawadee Kap before I went to Thailand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what an experience like that can do to you. That's so this sure. particular friend, or was it um, one of those things where they, hey, I'm living over there. You, you want to come along? No, with no, no. Or? It was it was more formal than that. Oh, there was like right. a, there was a there was a high school connection that we had, and now it's turned into actually a bigger organization. To be honest, not still relatively small but at the time it was uh bare, pretty bare bones and they were just like they were giving the i was given the opportunity and i went with some some mates from high school and yeah um we lived with like a house mum up there who yeah. like uh, uh helped us mom. out yeah well she is my second mum. <laughs> absolutely my second my time mum. yeah exactly um so yeah that's that's how it all happened and I lived and there so for there nine months. An NGO in a way. I see, yeah, it's essentially yeah. essentially an NGO, but at the time it was just not even that. It hadn't even been that well established to the point of being an NGO status almost. Nowadays it's more of a charity, but at the time it was just, yeah, it was just like, hey guys, do you want? We've got this. We've got this thing happening. Yeah. Um, they need some kind of teachers, teachers, yeah. some foreigners to come in there as like teachers aid, and um, and I was like. Why not? Let's do it. Let's <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for a whole year. Didn't, yeah, didn't <laughs> look back. Better than in the army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Didn't look back and it was bloody unreal. All was, right. Yeah. And then what did you do there? Like um, on a day-to-day basis, did you have a lot of exposure to Thai people or more to expats? No, that's, yeah. that's I mean, that's the reason why my Thai kind of got to the level it is yeah. today because we were not living in an expat-dominated area at all. There was very few... There was no foreigners where we mm. lived. There was no foreigners. It was very rural. So the, I guess the daily routine was, um, you'd you'd go to school. You'd ride to school. We had motorbikes. So we there was a motorbike. It was like motorbike? it was it was village oh. living. It was going from village to village, yeah. right? So we 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 um we had motorbikes and we'd go from village to village and uh, we'd have like a teaching schedule just like any other teacher mm. really here really um and we'd either tack on to a class like an, a pre-existing English class or some okay. run some classes ourselves and some of us teached in like more primary schools and some of us were in high schools all right um and what did you take uh i originally took primary but then an opportunity also mm. popped up at a high school where i had to live away from everyone and i was living in like a dormitory in a high school dormitory and that is when kind of my thai language got taken to the next <laughs> level because i wasn't speaking english at, at all. all literally yeah. zero english yeah. there was no english besides like me teaching them how to say phrases and stuff mm. like that um so that was kind of on the outskirts of a northern city called Chiang Mai. So that's... Oh, that's up north. That's up north. you discovered the curry. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Chiang Mai, really, I've been there for holiday only. <laughs> yeah, Chiang Mai is an amazing city. I really like Chiang Mai. I've got lots of friends there and it's just a really peaceful and... Um, yeah, there's a lot of serenity there. It's Definitely, like the jungles. Well, they call yeah. it the jungles. And, well, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Because like it's just surrounded by mountains and that's actually where we were... Uh, situated yeah in, it's always the so mountains. green and lush because it's um you know around the sort of equator area sort of yeah <laughs> and the, you know temperature is always humid for sure i remember going for uh, a quick holiday in during monsoon and we were on this raft and then our raft broke because the rapids were pretty fast wow i know and the tour guide was so worried because there were 10 of us foreigners in a way and he's like and then i remember him saying this is not funny because we were laughing thinking like this is such an awesome wild adventure like this is serious <laughs> yeah he was like this is because you know, you'd be on his hand mm. uh, if we if something happened to us you'd be floating down the rapid yeah yeah, and yeah. we had to lose the raft because it was just too too um too choppy abandoned ship yeah. abandoned ship but Chiang Mai, beautiful totally do you remember beautiful. where that uh, rafting area was from memory you probably was probably outskirts of the city because like there was outside yes there was um an area pretty close to where we were situated that had an exact location and that was pretty popular with 
foreign tourists. Probably so there. it could have been could yeah. have been. With elephant rides as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they usually they usually do the combination yeah. over there with the tourist attractions. They kind of pack it all into one and get you on a day trip and that, see that, how many they can <laughs> get on the bus tour and see how many activities they can smash out in a day. That's right. Yeah. And then a chang or ch- chang yeah, 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 or, yeah. Or, or, uh, <laughs> for surviving the ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> no, a long time. That's yeah. great. <laughs> and so from the NGO work, um, teaching kids how to speak English and then vice versa, you learned how to speak pretty much fluent Thai. Oh, not quite, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You, you do you, flatter me, but like I'm, I've still got a long way to go. You <laughs> sing in Thai. That's amazing. Like I don't know if people have checked it out on YouTube because that's uh, one of our mutual mates who work here. He was the one who showed me that video. I was like, oh my God, this one guy can really speak Thai so well. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm trying to improve all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the attitude. Yeah. And then so I guess you would have had your experience and then came back to Australia. Did you feel any like reverse culture shock or, or if you like, you know, really miss Thailand in a way? Yeah. When I originally came back, mm. I had a massive reverse culture shock. It was almost like when you first come back, you, you almost feel like nothing matters here. It's almost like you, you've lived in this dream world and this so detached from reality Mm. back then in 2014 internet connection wasn't actually that great um in kind of rural outskirts of thailand so i didn't even have a phone so i didn't have any i would log on facebook probably once a month maybe just to just i went to like there was one house in the whole village that had internet connection i would take i brought a laptop over there i would take my laptop over there and just use and just use Facebook and then I'd scroll through for like two minutes and be like, oh, I That's hate enough. this. <laughs> same people going on the same part. Like, yeah. going, like not, not, no, no, no like not offense there, yeah. but like you just look at the same thing. Um, and coming back, I, I, I refused to buy a phone for like one month because I was like, oh, I don't want to like assimilate back in. And I had the long hair still. <laughs> and then I kind of realized quite quickly that I was just being an inconvenience to most people because they wanted to like get in contact with me. And I was like, oh, I don't have a phone, man. Like, I have dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then the hair got cut and it all just kind of went. And then I went to university and now I work a corporate job, which seems a long, a long, long way away. <laughs> which seems very Australian. And, you know, this is the path you go on, actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, the answer is definitely yes. I kind of, like, I probably struggled to grapple mm. with, like, Australian society for a good month or two. Wow. Yeah. But that's just the nature of the the full immersion that I was in at the time was just on another planet. Yeah, and just being completely isolated as well and yeah. not having the screen in front of you. For sure. I mean, if I went back nowadays, like, the internet connection there is probably better than in Australia, <laughs> to be fair. Um, um, and you still have that kind of connection, but I was just so disconnected from back here. Like, mm. I'd call my parents, like, although they got a bit annoyed sometimes i'd call him like once a month once every three weeks he's like hey mom how you doing how's <laughs> oh you're alive patty how's, how's dad how's dad how's blah, 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 blah. so yeah exactly yeah no i always tried to remember the birthdays i always tried to do that so um but yeah definitely definitely, definitely did have that experience culture. and did you get all nostalgic and go down to thai town I, yeah i for a long time i did i would just go to like local thai restaurants and just speak Thai. Yeah. I was like, I just want to use this language somehow. I never wanted to forget it. I was mm. like, I don't want to just make this year just one year and then that's it. Yeah. Never have an influence on me ever again and well, never be able to use it. What was their reaction at these restaurants? Yeah, owners? like hilarious. They're just like, <laughs> they're just like, like, how do you speak Thai? Like, <laughs> they're like always there. Yeah, it's always the same reaction. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a, a very niche Southeast Asian language, which yeah. most foreigners just go to to travel for three weeks and get absolutely blind. Somehow I went over there Guilty. and ended it. <laughs> I've done it as well. Don't worry. We've all done it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're all, they all, 
yeah, get super surprised. But there's also usually an amazing conversation that follows. Mm, I would imagine. Is, yeah. Do you do you sometimes uh, have a bit of a joke? Oh yeah, I got adopted by Thai parents. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I, ha- I always try and trick people like I'm I'm half Thai, and they're like, mm, I don't believe you. <laughs> and they're like, ah, not yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have taken you as a fool. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I, I'll have I'll have the normal conversation then. <laughs> exactly. And is it is it from there that you decided to do a Thai talk with Patty because you were having such good conversations with the local Thais, the, yeah. sorry, the local Australians with Thai heritage? Well, actually, no. The predominant the ones I was talking to predominantly were Thai that moved here in like the oh. last one or two years, okay. um, and they came as like students and studying here. To be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, the initial thought probably didn't come then. I don't know. I never really thought about YouTube then. I didn't mm. even watch YouTube back then. I, di- I, I didn't, my interest in YouTube didn't grow until probably like two years ago when I just started watching a handful of channels. And then it was probably only when I uh, entered the kind of corporate world um, and I wanted to still use my sense of creativity and mm. my desire for language with something tangible. Yeah. Um, and... I was like, why, why can't I do this? Why can't I do something? I mean, maybe there's something here. And um, yeah, 12 months later, I'm, I'm here and I'm still doing it, which I never thought was possible, to be honest. So there you go. It is actually a very short time during this whole pandemic. Well, so yeah, well, exactly. Occupied. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, exactly. It's given like during the, the height of mm. like, there was always something to do for me because I was always at home and I was just making videos by myself at home and um, doing what you just experimenting doing. yeah exactly yeah. exactly exactly and so the first the first video that you did like did you can you talk me through like did you plan it out or did you just go oh, to the stream no like, plan yeah. no plan i literally just went with my mate at the time i was like can you please come along and just like hold a camera for me and he kind and of dragged hand, him along please. i just dragged him along and he was like okay 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 he came along um and i would just went up to like people on the street and was like like of course I'm part day, mate. Can I like request an interview, please? Like I just want to. I'm just trying to build a YouTube channel, um, and I'd love. You would to say know, all this in Thai? Yeah, yeah I was oh, talking wow. about in Thai, and I was yeah. like, um, like I just like the first video I made, the first proper video I was like was like, what do Thai people, uh, what do Thai people find difficult about life in Australia? Mm. Yeah, so it was just like, what's the toughest thing? And then the second video was like, what do Thai people like about yeah. life in Australia? So it was just like a very, very simple, to, just mm. to dip my toes in the in the, in the the shallow end and just yeah. see how it goes. It's very relatable. So it's something that people can talk about. For sure, for sure. Like it was a super simple question, nothing too controversial. Some people would just say hilarious things. Some people <laughs> would kind of go deeper into it. Um, and it was pretty, pretty fascinating. What kind of hilarious stuff did they, they I mean, say? What, what they... <laughs> well, one of the first questions which I asked like what is the weirdest thing about westerners and so many people would be like they always just don't wear shoes when they go to the shopping center <laughs> like oh, and that's a, that's Australians though that's specifically Australian I don't know like they would always say I just never I always see people just wearing like bare feet in the street and I'm like, I don't know if you've seen that much, JJ. Not, not but... that much, but uh, flip-flops, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, flip-flops as well. They'd always have that in, like, yeah. shorts everywhere, shorts and T-shirt everywhere. Mm. Um, I mean, what it's do they like? It's really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what they like most about Australia is probably that, like, uh, well, here, I'm, here I am about to generalise for the sake of all Thai <laughs> people who come here. Um, I think, like, often, like, the safety and crime rates they, they yeah. tend to love um, and, like, traffic. The lack of crime yeah, lack rate. of, lack yes, of yes. compared to Thailand yeah. and also... Um, I mean, the kind of multicultural nature of Sydney probably 
allows them to maybe acculturate a little bit better. Yeah. It's a bit easier for them to sometimes find friends than say in a in a different country. country um, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not 100% sure. But, I mean, we got Thai town. Over yeah, there, I mean, so exactly. I mean, there's there's loads of different answers they had. It was there's lots of different interviewees, but it kind of just started from there. I never thought it would kind of take off the way it kind of has, and I never thought it'd be still making videos like 15 months down the track, but. But there's, a, there's a demand for it. Yeah, you know? somehow, like somehow, people keep watching. So I don't know. I thought people would get bored of this ugly mug after a while. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. No, you're pretty entertaining. I think mean, that's why. <laughs> I kept on watching. You're very animated as well. Like when you sing and when you like interview people. Because I remember the one episode. Like you found another white guy <laughs> yeah. by random who spoke perfect Thai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try and keep it fresh. I try and keep it happy, pretty lighthearted most of the time. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, to be my natural self, really. Yeah. So how did you pick the Thai uh, people? Like, did you just do the controversial things? Like, I think that person looks like they're Thai. So I, I'm going to go up and... <laughs> I just know, hey. Like, oh, I spent, well, I just spent so long there. Like, fashion, yeah. look, and then obviously when they're speaking language. Like, and also I usually hang out around Thai town, to be honest. So there's, yeah. like, a large majority of them who are uh, Thai. Know just you. around you. Yeah. And some, some do. Some do come up to me every now and then. But, yeah, uh, I just kind of know. I have, like, an instinct. It's very... You, once you Your live there, I mean, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Once you once you live there for long enough, and you kind of see the little idiosyncrasies of um, a particular population, you just kind of know. Um, and so, yeah. Can you let me in on some clues? Like, I'm no, terrible it's, it's, when it comes to trying to identify I, people. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's even it's even difficult. Maybe like facial expressions. Oh, okay. it's, it's very very niche. Subtle. As subtle. Well, yeah. Okay. Su just very subtle oddities that just straight away. Gives it away that pings in my mind. I'm just like they're tight. Yeah. yeah, and what what kind of clothing? Like, what gives it away? I don't know. Just like this kind of. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, here I am. Here I am about to like generalize again. I don't know. Just some jeans and runners look i don't know it's just it's it's a very specific yeah. style of clothing you know when you go to bali i know that's not thailand yeah, yeah. but you can tell when it's an aussie by the um uh the Hav havanas or something or? Havanas as well as uh the, it's not the union jacket oh the southern cross, southern cross, <laughs> southern cross i mean everything. exactly exactly it doesn't take too long and then when you throw the language in there you know straight away yeah so are there any other like random people that you've met um during your show that it's kind of like left a bit of an impression well well, to be honest, the the one you were just mentioning then was definitely the biggest impression that I ever had because his name was Chris. He's yeah. an Aussie dude, but he moved to... So there's an episode I did with him mm -hmm. um, and it was just completely random because he just popped up out, out of out of nowhere when I was doing another interview and he and I was like, oh my God. And I recognized him straight away because I'd seen him on, on the net and stuff like that. I didn't realize he was oh, back so in he Australia. Well, he doesn't channel. really do YouTube. He's more oh. like an actual proper TV host. And he does some like little dramas and he's okay. a bit of an actor and he's a bit of a jack of all trades oh, kind wow. of operator over there because he, he uh, was born, he, no, he moved there when he was seven years old and he kind of grew up and went mm. to school there. Mm. So he's, he's arguably more tired than he is Australian, although yeah. he kind of has both sides, which is really, really interesting. Um, but that was definitely the strangest <laughs> encounter I ever had. I was just completely mind blown at the time. I was like, like, oh I was like trying God. to close my eyes. I was like, this, this, how, what, what is happening? <laughs> Maybe he had his like tie dar on. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, Patty's coming. Yeah. Like, Let's do a, a double shoe show off. <laughs> 
That's definitely the weirdest uh, occurrence that's happened to me on the streets because he just popped up out of nowhere and it's on the it's on the footage, which is gold. Yeah, no, it's just I, like, I whoa, it's that. not fake, it's not staged, it is a genuine reaction. It is like, whoa. And what is he doing now? Is he like back in Thailand? Uh, he's in, he lives in the Gold Coast, actually, okay. um, and he's planning to go back to Thailand at the end of this month, I think that's what he said. Oh, and he's able to get back i mean because i think it's well it's one way i think he's got a one-way ticket there because he well he's He's got permanent residency over there um and his old man lives over there as well um somewhere in yeah so he's got like two two homes essentially yeah he does he does he that's exactly what he admits he's like um as equally australian as i am thai if not more thai so oh. it's pretty interesting when yeah. you, like, culture is often more important than race in many ways. That's right. It's all about the environment where yeah. you're growing up. Like, you 100%. know, in my instance, uh, I'm more Australian yeah. than uh, what I look like, which is Chinese. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? It's so interesting. Hey, it's so interesting. We have to remember that all yeah. the time, I think. And then what are your future aspirations? Like, are we going to see more of Patty doing random things or are you going to sort of pivot to something else? Yeah, I mean, it's always a little bit difficult when people ask that question i think in particular at the moment during covid i think i had plans this year to potentially travel um and make some videos and do mm. some videos overseas in, in, in thailand, in thailand yes. and potentially some other countries around the area like some other asian countries i wouldn't mind exploring as yeah. well and just making some videos um but obviously for obvious yeah for obvious reasons that that, that plan's not going ahead and this is the one-way ticket right yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm not doing that anytime soon i mean i, I think the aspiration generally is to make videos consistently high quality videos that people want to come back and watch like i don't really want to just be the kind of um kind of one-off person who who puts up a video and it gets like lots of views or whatever and then no one ever wants to watch it again i I want a reason for people to come back and that Mm. needs to be that it's either one informative or two entertaining slash funny um yeah yeah and relatable so like to to keep building a base and i don't think you can go anywhere wrong with that as long as you kind of build like a a loyal subscription base and Mm. you they believe that what you're going to post every single time you post a video is going to be of high quality um rather than kind of relying off like a cheeky thumbnail or something like that i'd love to be able to because my favorite youtubers are ones that i just i will always watch Mm. because um i know for a fact that their content will be high quality and like i'll learn something from them like like obviously like like there's there's shits and gigs videos that you can watch every now and then, but ultimately the ones that make the biggest impression on you are the ones uh, where you can learn something from and you can kind of gain and feel inspired from. Yeah. So hopefully just making videos like that for however long into the future is the, the goal at the moment, especially during COVID so times. So how has your method changed? Like so, um, Because you mentioned when you did yeah. your first few, you just went out there and asked those two questions. Like, yeah. Do you now prepare everything? And then when you when you do edit, you actually spend a lot of time yeah, putting yeah. the, t- the, the uh, footage yeah. together. Yeah, I mean, originally, like first of all, I knew nothing about audio, sound, mm. gear, uh, camera work, editing tools, anything like that. I just kind of started with like a topic and was like, uh, let's let's see what Thai people have to think. Yeah. Um, and then COVID really kind of changed the way I did things, obviously, because I couldn't go out and do mm. interviews as much, especially at the start of COVID. So I had to think of different alternatives to make videos. And that's when I started making some videos at home, mm. um, just kind of li- little different topics and kind of 
I've got a bit of a history with kind of theatre and drama, so I kind of like use little skits. And... Oh, no wonder you're so entertaining. No, no, <laughs> I just like loved, loved kind of like putting in humour and just like making it both humorous and entertaining and also... Are you going to um, sing for me in time? No, no, not today. <laughs> not today. I wish. I've got a bit of a scratchy throat oh, today. Oh, excuses. <laughs> Look, you've got a beard. I'll wash it off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's it changed that way. Um, and I guess like now I've just become open to lots of different styles of videos, whereas before I was almost exclusively just doing street interviews. Um, and I kind of realized that like there's more to, to making videos than kind of just that one style. Um, and then I, it allows me to explore my own personality a little bit more mm -hmm. and I can kind of give my own opinions on little different things as well. Um, so do you have a lot of friends who come and help you out like with uh, the angles and then... Yeah, I have just, yeah. I have one friend, bless, it, bless him, his name's Kla, um, and he helps hey, me Kla. with the camera, uh, <laughs> the camera work. Um, but I had also a friend originally, like the one I was telling you about who I dragged along. He now lives in Melbourne, but he's like a, an old school friend of mine who's kind of uh, who also lived in thailand actually with me oh, um but he kind of did a media degree and had oh, some so experience in camera it, work yeah. and all that kind of stuff but now yeah uh, i have another friend who helps me out and then i also have another friend back in uh thailand who i like i give a little bit of coin to to help me do some subtitling oh, um when i need a yeah. subtitle from english to thai yeah. so thai to english i can do myself like yeah. it's fine because that's just like writing in english but sometimes the other so, way around the other one's a lot trickier like yeah. imagine like subtitling from english to Chinese as opposed to like Chinese. English. I can't even write Chinese well, properly. Exactly, there you go. Exactly. So it's a lot. It's a lot more tricky of a job, and it would take me forever, and I, it wouldn't be right. So yeah. yeah. And then somebody you know you already know. And oh, you know and she's that, like a really yeah. good friend, and she like really loves helping me out. And um, like she came here two years ago, I think, and yeah. she stayed at my house when when um, this was way pre-COVID. But um, yeah, so that's really really nice. No, yeah. it's good. It's good to have a solid team of people who are going to help you out. Yeah, with yeah, pet yeah. Projects. They're really, really, really reliable. Which might turn really you know, into something bigger, which is my next question. Like, how are you going to go with your monetization of your <laughs> business? <laughs> well, I do monetize it, like, yeah. just through YouTube ads, right? So I get revenue from YouTube ads as far as monetization. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky that I work a full-time job in a way mm. because it means I don't get too caught up in that, whereas a lot of people who turn to do YouTube full-time mm. realize quite quickly that... Uh, they live off the smell of an oily rag, and it's a little bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully uh, they're happy enough to yeah, have yeah, a roof over their head. Yeah, well, uh, exactly. Um, I mean, it's a little bit tricky, and they're looking for any... Like, I'm not super keen yet to kind of just advertise products that I don't really give a shit about. Yeah. Um, so I'd prefer to um, just kind of just make videos and supplement that with like my full-time job or should I say the other way around? I'm not supplementing <laughs> that with my full-time job. My full-time job is... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So... Um, yeah, uh, as far as that's concerned, I think, I think with just natural growth, I think those opportunities will kind of come. And yeah. once I think COVID ends a little bit further into the future, I can probably start having those discussions, but there's, I definitely think about it. I mean, there's plenty of things you can do. Um, I mean, the, the obvious one would be like teaching Thai. Obviously there's a lot of people out there that I was yeah. so surprised about who are keen to learn Thai. I just never thought, um, about that. You could. Yeah, there's a um, there's a platform called Udemy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Start yeah. your own course. I mean, you yeah, Udemy. Udemy. Yeah. yeah, and say so, you know, talk talking. You know, talking talk to with I mean, I don't anyway. just be doing that. It, yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought, thought about enough it enough enough about it yet, and I. It's something that it's a bit of a scary concept thinking about it to be honest. You're like teaching uh, time. <laughs> no, no, like the whole concept of like building it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, but 
at the moment I'm just happy trucking along as it is and uh, we'll see we'll see where it goes and what kind of ad, like do you get to choose the ads that you want on YouTube not really no oh, okay. no they don't they don't really but like then it's nothing like super super um, controversial really like, oh, okay. uh, I All mean right. unless KFC I mean, or KFC, like it, it did sit it's KFC <laughs> half the time it did sit it's like popcorn chickens come out yeah, and like we've got a new bucket released <laughs> or like Pantene's released a new shampoo and you should get it because it's like it's awesome it's your hair <laughs> Something like that usually. Oh, but like the actual ones which are probably more relevant are like sometimes they'll get more like language app based. Yeah, that's Duolingo, true. Yeah, Duolingo, Duolingo that's or right. like Grammarly or something like kind of mm. linguistics relevant. Um, but no you, Thai beer? No. <laughs> Hasn't been beer. We, I hope so. I would definitely advocate that. Yeah, because I think they're cutting back on, um, on mm. YouTube. They're cutting back on a lot of the alcohol yeah, and yeah. The, you know, that kind of promotion because obviously kids can have access to yeah. YouTube quite easily. Yeah. Um, Less of a privacy uh, yeah, lock on that one. Hmm. It's a, a bit of a shame. But yeah. I, I guess there's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's smarter people making those decisions than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, it's 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 really exciting and you're full of energy. Like you know, all through your life, did you have like some sort of like a life motto or uh, a, a saying that you live by? A life motto. A life motto, probably not like a or a saying but more just an attitude i feel mm. more than anything um i think in australia in particular uh we have this almost instinctive this instinct just to have tall poppy syndrome and just to cut oh, people down yeah. the knees of anyone who tries something new or try something different or try something like a little bit creative yeah. um and it's usually born out of like envy or just like trying to bring people down on their own level it could be any anyone it could mm. be like a creative it could be a sports star it could mm. be a journal it could be anyone right um and i think um my kind of motto generally is just to not give a crap about what people think you and if you have an idea you. yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly no I, I held it in but um and 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 to go out and chase something that you you believe in um because i think there's a lot of people out there who are sitting on ideas or are sitting on thoughts that they may be too embarrassed right. or too afraid, afraid to, to try. follow to try and um, to fail afraid to fail 100 percent. well in mm. my opinion it's not failure it's yeah. just like you just learn from it right um and it's kind of fitting that we're at a place like this in the in the startup, startup hub here because yeah. like i mean the statistics are often against startups most of the time but like the, the the reality is that it's, it's it's people like this who who make big changes in the world in my opinion um and that kind of attitude is kind of the attitude that i live by ultimately mm. and to and you can either jump on board or you can bag me out or bag someone out and like be left behind in my opinion um, yeah no i completely just, agree that's yeah. why the startup hub the uh, culture here is so good because everyone's in the same boat doing different obviously projects 100 percent. but you can yeah. all empathize with each other right mm. it doesn't really matter what the project is it could be anything it doesn't even necessarily it could be creative or it could be a business idea it could be like vr yeah exactly <laughs> it, like just look around this place like yeah. there's so many different um, little ideas here and it's really nice it's yeah. a it's it's a hub of vibrance which it's it's one of our most uh one of our probably more uh controversial group but they're like uber cool they're yeah. a whole bunch of boys who do um this smart helmet mm. so all that they all ride motorbikes they're really into um bringing the digital digital world to bikers out there who obviously you know when you're riding you yeah. can't just check your phone because you need two hands obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and so they're able to digitalize it into a vr um concept and now they've got the product it's been a massive battle for them to get the product out yeah yeah uh, with delay 
delays and because of COVID and, and you know, all these other issues. And then they finally made it, like I think it was this week, they finally made it. They've moved to a massive warehouse where they can do the assembly and they can do everything. And I think uh, the, the, the CEO, he stuck up a post of him with his middle finger up, holding onto the, the final product and goes, our first assembled helmet and it's been approved, certified by the Australian whatever. Wow. And you got fuck you all to everyone who didn't believe in us. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that amazing? Hey, like it's so true. It's so true. And like the, the, those are the types of people who ultimately make a big impact, yeah. in, my, in my opinion anyway. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of different ways to... Yeah, going against the wind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you need people to break those... That's break right. those barriers a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we don't need more, you know, tie talk <laughs> with Patty where you're going to break that, you know, stereotype or that yeah. <laughs> discrimination of words of Thai people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, without the... generalizing them in yeah. a way of how they dress and, and, <laughs> and their subtle idi- idiosyncrasies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, so I thought maybe to end this show. Yep. Because you are in downtown Chinatown. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, what do we got here? Obviously, you don't make dumplings then. I don't make, I'm so bad. <laughs> In the, sh- in the in the in the kitchen, eh? My 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 family give me a, a hiding for it. Hey, I'm not good. I'm not good at all. Like it's family night, and um, you just sit in front of the TV. Yeah, it's fine. like don't let Patty touch anything. It's <laughs> like you can wash and clean. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, have you been around to Chinatown uh, lately yeah. as well? Or? Lately, I, yeah, probably like two months ago. I went to a restaurant up here. I didn't remember even the name. Yeah. Uh, I went with a friend of mine. Um, went with quite a big group actually. It was yeah. nice. I forget the name of spicy it. Spicy joint by any chance? Uh, I mean some of the foods were spicy. From memory <laughs> I can't remember the name. It was quite a big it was quite a big establishment. Oh, it was, it was probably spicy joint. I think you have to go up the escalators. Uh, I not? think you do. Yes, you do. You do. You do. 100%. Yeah. 100% you do. And it's yep. a bit fancy inside. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's the go-to for everyone. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's nice. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's got the Shetuan sort of uh, flavours in it, sort of West China. Right, you're right, yeah. It was, um, it was bloody delicious. It was Excellent. So you can take your chilli then, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I can, ha- yeah, I can handle a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, before I went, I couldn't handle it all, but now, um, yeah, I can, I can, I can handle it. I can handle? I can go into the fight. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And so if, if there were people like planning to go to Thailand for, let's say, a similar NGO work where they teach English or for something else on a longer term basis, what are some maybe some tips that you could give them before leaving? <laughs> Learn Thai. <laughs> <laughs> with Patty? <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily with me, with anyone. Um, yeah, well, to, to, be, to be frank, that's like 100% number one mm. tip I would give to anyone going to any country for the first time if they're going to live there for an extended in a period of time um in my opinion really the only way to like truly understand a place is to understand the language, language in my opinion because yeah. how you like there's no way you can make friends or communicate with people or understand the kind of inner workings of yeah. the place or the culture um so if you go on to thailand <laughs> especially because thailand has a bit of a unfortunately uh infamous reputation for like foreigners who go over there and probably don't learn the language yeah uh, maybe in comparison to other um Asian countries, I feel like Thailand um, has a bit of a reputation of a lot of Westerners going over there and not necessarily their fault or anyone's mm. fault, but they, for whatever reason, don't Tourism tend to learn it as much. Bedstone, where well, they first began. Yeah, yeah. Southeast Asian countries. For sure, for mm. sure. I mean, tourism, tourism is a different mm. kettle of fish altogether, but yeah. when we're talking people who are living there permanently, um, like, I mean, if you were to compare with, say, China or Japan, maybe the, 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 yeah, the standard foreigner maybe would have studied before. Um, so, I mean, it's, there's not a lot, a whole lot of resources for Thai learning, but yeah, that would be my number one 
um, and probably only piece of advice because if you can do that, everything kind of comes off the back of that. Even the chili tolerance, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Even the chili tolerance, <laughs> it all goes hand in hand. It's like an ecosystem. It's all, it's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and for those um, Thai uh people wanting to come to Australia, uh, what kind of hit, uh, tips would you give them? I mean, I'd give the exact same advice yeah. in return, to be honest. Well, I would to say, learn Thai. No, I would say not Thai. <laughs> I would say learn English and to be open to getting outside your comfort zone. Mm. I think one of the reasons why I did start Thai Talk generally was because I feel like there is a bit of a disconnect between often like Aussies here yeah. um, and foreigners who mm. come over here, especially ones who come from non-English speaking backgrounds. Um, there's quite an obvious disconnect and it's no one's not, not really anyone's fault, but it's yeah. just like cultural and language barriers that get in the way. So I, what kind of advice I would give to any, not exclusively Thai, but any kind of person coming from a foreign background to Australia would be to try and, if you can really explore outside your comfort zone, try mm. and get outside your bubble, try and hang out with uh, locals or people from different countries who come here and not yeah. just stick to your own Group. language, your own yeah. bubble. Cause you, Ultimately, you just don't learn that much, really. Like the the like trial by fire is almost the best way in so many ways. And sometimes the most difficult situations and the times when you're most outside your comfort mm -hmm. zone are the times when you learn the most. So I would my advice to any Thai person coming to Australia or any person coming from a foreign background would be to maybe like walk the path less traveled. Mm. Maybe try something new. Go out and see. And like, meet a guy called Patty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can maybe facilitate that, that kind of. Yeah, well, stage. exactly, exactly, right. Um, that's exactly the reason why I do it. I mean, one of my videos I did probably one of my personally one of my favorites and probably one of the ones with like the least amount of views. Funnily enough, is um, which is uh, interesting between correlation, right? Is um, one where I asked. Uh, uh, Thai people whether they ever hang out with local Australians here oh, um, and a lot of the answers that they tended to give were that they feel like they don't actually understand what kind of Australia is about often yeah. just because they've never really exposed themselves or had the opportunity and that's not necessarily their fault or anyone's mm. fault it's just the nature of what it is coming to a different country as a foreigner um, and they don't feel like they understand what Australia is truly about or um, have really experienced it that much so um, my my advice would be to get outside your comfort zone and do stuff that feels um, uncomfortable and unusual to you. Um, yeah. Say takes, yes. Say yes to experiences. Yes. Yeah, it takes, uh, I think, a, a particular type of personality. 100%. Because well, not everyone gets the opportunity. That there's um, there's no, no real like, um, facilities sometimes. Or, For sure. Know. And, like, I fully understand that, like, mm. people aren't as extroverted as yeah. I am. Like, lots of or people... Or, like, are, on dough. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> on dough. <laughs> One of, the, one of the great success stories. <laughs> but yeah, um, that would, yeah. Who's I from fully Vietnam? Sorry, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not Thai. laughs> um, but yeah, so that would be my number one piece of advice for anyone coming to Australia. Yeah. Would be to explore what Australia is truly about and try, try and make local friends if it's, if it's possible because it will substantially, um, it, you You'll immerse yourself in here a lot better. You'll I mean, we can seriously place. market you as the you know the Thai Australian friend that you <laughs> never thought you would have, <laughs> but you can because you were telling me that you were teaching one of your Thai mates how to play footy on the weekend. Yes, I was. I was actually. I went down to Barrel on the weekend, which is in the Southern Highlands of Sydney. Beautiful um, wine country. And, yes, <laughs> and my friend uh, Thai guy who lives down there. 
um, works at a cafe down there. Um, and we made a video together yeah. about teaching a Thai guy how to play rugby because he'd never tried it before. He'd watched it and he'd never NRL understood it. And we were playing rugby league, yeah, league. essentially. Yep. But, I mean, the skills are pretty uh, transferable, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's I'm interesting guessing rugby like wouldn't be very big in Thailand, right? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, the, I think the 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 um, the air force has a team or something. The Thai air force <laughs> is like the top. It's weird. It's really strange. Because <laughs> when they train with Aussies, they're like, yeah. oh, they have to be to play some, um, you know, footy. Because obviously the Aussie troop they won't they, have to do Muay Thai. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? Exactly. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> What's huge in, in Thailand. So, foot, like soccer, football, soccer, football, soccer Muay Thai, and also another sport, which I actually don't know how to translate in English, is takro. You might know, know it. It's like the one where you kick it over the net with, um, it's like volleyball, but you kick it in there. It's like a little straw ball. I don't okay, even know. Okay, no, I don't, not familiar Speaking with that one. Speaking Southeast Asia, I think, I don't know. Yeah. It's, anyway, that, but football sure is the can learn how to kick a, you know, straw ball. 100%, yeah. very, very, it's fun. It's super fun. Super high, high pace, high, high pace. energy. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is amazing. Yeah. I, I learned so much today. <laughs> Thanks for having me, JJ. <laughs> no, was, thank you for coming all the way to downtown Chinatown. Oh, I mean, I'm going to hit up your town next. <laughs> <laughs> it's just across the way. To be fair, it's not really that far coming here. It was like a 10-minute walk from my work, so it's uh, it's too easy. You're your supplementary work. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, there's, there's Captain Bag right there. Um, we'll, we'll do cheers. You can give him a hug if you want. I will. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, JJ. Thank Kop you. Kop You say crap and I say crap. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're onto it. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I know my essentials. You're halfway there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Patty. Thanks, JJ. Thanks so much. Bag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.